Okay, so good evening and welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Inside Out Effect podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Jakes. Someone like a biscuit. And, <laughs> and stop it. And uh, this is now the self-proclaimed number one uh, global personal development podcast on a Saturday night at 6pm. And this is episode 24. And today we have a very special episode with a very, very special guest. So I'd like to introduce to our Facebook viewers and I'd like to introduce to our listeners the wonderful and the amazing Wendy Smith. So hello, Wendy. Thank you for joining us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So so both of us would like to thank you for joining us uh, to share your story and your information today. It's uh, it's amazing. We've been talking about that. But before we dive deep into Wendy's story... um, (laughs) I'm glad you put a story on the end of that, I'll tell you. Before we dive deep into Wendy, what's going on? Yeah, but we like to before we start, obviously I'd like to introduce the uh, the to my right, uh, the my co-host, uh, the creator of the DTO system, uh, the joint developer of the Inside Out Effect, uh, the author of Decoding Pain, the emotional blueprint to healing chronic pain. Uh, I have the Einstein of um, <laughs> of therapy. The bearded and the lovely Jonathan Shaw. Hello, Jonathan. How are you, my friend? Are you all right? I'm very good. Yeah. Very, very nice. I like that. The Einstein. That's brilliant. Well, yeah, we like that. The Einstein. Yeah, Einstein's good. He actually looks like him. He I, does. Yeah. You, are, you do look like him. Do I? Yeah, I think oh, that's you're right. Much you're a bit Einsteinian. I normally, normally get like like. Some, a lot worse than that. A lot worse than that. I don't get Jesus or BG. <laughs> no, definitely more Einstein. More Einstein now. Einstein You're Einstein. I've gone up in the world. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. If, if only my intellect matched that, it's great. <laughs> as long as the look does, it's all right. That's yeah, all right. absolutely. So anyway, great. So like I said, before we start, we'll be going to your story. Um, so let's talk about you. What's been going on in your clinic? Have you had anything uh, good, successes, which you'd like to share with the viewers? And anyone that's listening, anything that you'd just like to share, really? Um, um, yeah, um, what I want to share. Actually, I don't know. I've gone blank. Um, what I want to share now I've had some really good successes I, uh, I, I said last time I opened a, uh, started a new clinic one day a week in Billericay um, at WPR Beauty if any of the girls are watching from WPR Beauty and hello that's, girls that's going really well why do you say that's so camp hello girls why not well, it, wasn't, it wasn't it was girls it wasn't like I know what I normally do don't work so no, that's why I did approach <laughs> so you think the, the, change or nothing will change right okay so you think the gay approach is the way to go fair enough not there's anything wrong with that well no I don't, um, I don't think the gay approach it was more of the camp approach it was a camp more approach, camp approach. Camp. so you think the camp approach is the way to pull women maybe maybe you've been watching camp on camping too much. So no, so I've been up at WPR Beauty for the past few weeks, which was absolutely fantastic, and uh, had some really lovely clients there, and had different people come with different problems. I've had a guy come to me with, with chronic headaches, and nothing could get rid of it. And literally in the first session, we was able to bring his headache right down from like a nine to a two, and that was just a consultation. We hadn't even done sessions yet, so he was made up about that. Um, and I've had several women in there with grief. So I've uh, two women in there, you know, in their late seventies, eighties, still carrying grief mm. from years ago. Oh, it's mad enough, uh, I And still it. holding on to grief, and it's causing them all types of symptoms, anxiety. It's causing them sort of shaking and different things. And they've just been holding on to this grief for so long. The, uh, remember, I said to you about the seventy-eight-year-old lady that contacted me. She had yes. this pain in her leg, and I said to you, I got rid of. So since then, I've done. I've done another session with her. Great. I managed to get rid of all of the pain in her leg. Brilliant. And that's all based based on. It was actually her father committing suicide and the grief of that. And she held that yeah. from a very, very young age. So she's had that pain for, oh, I don't know how many years. Yeah. But once I went in and got into the bottom of it, asked what the pain was about, switched it off, it literally went It's a good, little, good little learning for you guys on here, actually. You don't have to hold on to stuff. There no. is stuff you can do about it. Absolutely, okay. yeah. And that's kind of Even what I'm trying to put across. Mm. Uh, but grief, it causes a lot of pain. Grief causes a lot of physical pain. So if you are still grieving, I mean, these ladies thought it was too late to get rid of it. They thought they couldn't do it. Uh, just like I'm sure your lady did. Yeah, the lady, um, yeah, absolutely. And it's quite ironic because me and Steve are both getting uh, elderly people come and see us now and, yeah. and people in their 70s and 80s. And, um, you know, to I'll be honest, I didn't think people that old actually wanted to change. Yeah. Um, and we're getting people come to us who still want to change at that age and still want to move forward and progress. I think it's a la- lack of knowledge. It's just, it's their, it's knowledge. just a lack of knowledge. It when is. they discover that actually, oh, I can do something about this, Yes. then I'm sure nobody really wants to sit in pain. No, the lady, that, really. the lady really. that I was, she 
done 30 or 40 years of personal development. She right. watched our podcast on beliefs and said, I've done all this stuff and I've just come to realise I haven't actually really dealt with my problem. She's just basically been doing reframing it and doing other things and never really getting to it. Yeah. And then once I basically got into the thing with her, she came out and said, oh my God, that, that's so deep. Now I understand why I've never really been able to deal with it. Yeah. But, it's, but again, there are people that have spent their whole life doing this stuff but I've never really been able to get to the root pull the root out oh, of the yeah, problem but there are people that do there are people that do that you know that have been spending years and going to their 60s and 70s that do it but I think um, well I've just worked with a lady who had 15 years of psychotherapy 50 years of clinical depression diagnosed with treatment resistant depression yeah. she's 65 67 now and uh, she's just in disbelief now that she can live life without it and that's more yeah. what the what the weird thing is for her now in that's life you, you get rid of it and now it's like Oh, what's I've the had problem? This for so long. What? How? You know? What do I do with life now that I haven't got it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so, so that's what's happening, mate. Yeah, yeah so great. To general clients coming back just in the new clinic. Uh, finished treating some other clients, which have gone really well. You know, one lady was having. Um, uh, she she felt like a fraud at work. Uh, which is very common. She's not a therapist, but she was doing something else and she felt like a fraud, so we switched that off for her because she was going as a new job. And uh, another guy was suffering um, back pain and shin splints, and he actually switched his own shin splints off while he was running in a marathon, <laughs> doing DTO. Wow. Like, he did it while he was running. It was brilliant. Um, and he messaged, emailed me going, that's genius, <laughs> um, which was fantastic. So that's kind of what's happening. I mean, kind of nutshell. Loads have been going on, but sort of nutshell. Yeah. What about oh, you? Good. Uh, well, I've had quite a... Quite a mad week, yeah. Haven't we? We yes, all have yeah, a mad yeah, week. Mad week yes. But um, so I had a video uh, about just a video about yeah, if you're not video. if you're not changing it, you're choosing to keep it. Yeah. And so that's it was really important because everyone I go on Facebook, everyone's moaning, complaining, posting this stuff, but they're not doing anything to change it. And and like we talk about this, we either they either they just want to moan and complain, or the the thing that they're doing isn't working. But they carry on doing it, yeah. And all the other thing is, is that they don't they they're stuck they're stuck and they just feel that that's who they are and nothing's ever going to change. So I wanted to sort of get a video out there to say, look, if you're not doing anything to change it, then you're choosing to keep it. And that's why I said, if you if you if you bought if you bought a gun uh, uh, a gun look <laughs> at a gun no if you steady what's going no if, uh, if you bought come on a podcast yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I've no idea where this is coming from no, exactly. where it's going either. so if you bought a drill and you bought yeah. it home and it wasn't working for you. You wouldn't just say, oh, well, that's it, I'm going to keep it. You'd go and change it. And this should be the same with our thoughts and our feelings. So that was what, what the whole point of my, my Most video Most people was. don't know that they can change their thoughts know, and feelings. So but they do know they can change a drill. Yeah, they know they can change a drill. I can change a drill, but my thoughts and feelings... Oh, I'm I, mine. Yeah. Someone implants them into me on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm downloading them. So I thought I'd do that video. And because if someone, like I said, if someone fell on a stick and a stick went in them, the first thing they'd do would be up the hospital, get it out, change it. But when it comes to stuff like mental and emotional pain, we will carry it around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, do nothing to change it. We'll get into addictions, drink, drugs, the gym, everything to avoid the pain rather than just coming to someone to see us and in a very, very short period of time, it's gone. But that's that's why I wanted to do that video. Um, And so so today I've been really busy and I want to bring this up because um, I've been dealing today specifically with anxiety. Yeah. And one of the people. You know what he's about to say, don't you? You know exactly what he's about to say. You know where we're going. So, this is really important, ladies and gentlemen, because um, obviously, um, what with what's going on in the world, I think the world's gone absolutely crazy and insane. And I want to touch on this because I had a client today who came to me with severe anxiety, and it's to do with that great CV virus. And so, and they were really, really in a panic. They were freaking out. They thought it was going to die. They were doom and gloom and all the rest of it. And it didn't take me very, very long to actually just go in and switch off the anxious responses, um, which is feeling attacked and feeling powerless. And basically powerless with most of them across the board. And basically, well, as soon as I'd done that, as soon as they come out of it, they were like, oh, I'm just making this up, basically. And I'm like, yes. So I want to clear something up with the with the viewers today because um, obviously the people... See, for me, the people that told me that depression was a disease and I found out it wasn't. No. The same people told me that anxiety is a personality disorder. It's no. not. The same people that told me that PTSD is uncurable or it's unsolvable. Okay. It's not. The same people that tell me that trauma is um, can't be treated and you have to live with it, manage it, and cope with it. Not is true. wrong. The same people that tell me about tablets that are the way that we need to do and that that, that are the the solutions to the problem are wrong. Your physical pain. 
You feel, yeah, physical pain. About the physical pain, wrong. Yeah, for being told about physical pain is wrong. So all these people that are telling me about what's going on in the world, and I, I don't believe it. So I actually have to say, right, I know for a fact that whoever's telling me this, if they've been wrong about this, 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 and this, they might be wrong about that. So I went and done loads of extensive research, and I looked into some uh, some virologists and some of what's going on. And what I've discovered is, is that you can't actually catch a virus. No, you can't. Now, this you... I'm, now this I'm curious about, so can you explain Okay, so about this? so let me tell you why you can't catch a virus, okay? So can I not So I don't know me? why they're, why... You every... can't sneeze low and go for it. I'd love you to can't catch viruses, right? Oh, okay. So uh, well, you can, but not in the way that we think right. right so a virus can be contracted through the blood so it'll either be through a vaccine or a um needle or something like that or through an insect it has to go into the blood right you can't catch a virus via through digestion and you cannot catch a virus through airborne because what a virus is is a virus is a is a defense system that's made in your body so what happens is, is when the cells get laden with so all the cells get together yeah. and they what happens is they know that they're toxic Okay, so what will happen is, is what the food that we eat, the uh, the chemicals, the stuff that we breathe in and we eat will be full of chemicals and toxins. Mm. They get stored in the cells, and at some point in the cells, the cells get so saturated with the toxins and the chemicals that they all combine together and they create a protein. The protein covers the outside of the cell. That protein is a solvent or a soap. And what happens is, is they then grow, what happens is that solve, solve, that solvent or soap then strips all of the cells out of the body and cleans the cells so they can regenerate again. Okay, so all viruses, all viruses are made in the body by the body to clean the body. They are not a live. They are not a living organism. They don't have a digestive system or a respiratory system. They are a protein that is a solvent that goes around outside the cell, made by the body to heal the body. So here's the thing. One of the main things that will cause our cells to fill up with uh, bad toxic chemicals will be the neurochemicals that we make when we go into fight and flight. Mm, So when we go into fight and flight, our brain makes neurochemicals, lots of them, to give our body a warning that we either need to fight to play dead or to run. And so that's why I keep saying about switching off negative beliefs is really important because if you have anything negative running, your brain is making neurotoxins and those neurotoxins will then saturate your cells. If you have this for a prolonged period of time, your body, your cells get saturated with, with the chemicals and then your body then creates a virus to then strip, to cleanse it all out. So colds are for bacteria and viruses are for chemicals and toxins or anything that's alien in the body. The only way that you can get a viral, get contract a virus is via an injection or an inoculation or if you, uh, if a mosquito, if it gets into your blood. It's the only way you can get. A, it's the only way you can get a virus. Okay. So all this nonsense out there, where everyone's going absolutely mad, thinking they're going to catch a virus. Well, yeah. If you keep going into fight and flight and making all these neurochemicals of fear and saturate your body with all these neurochemicals, then you will get then the flu you because you're going to create. Soap. You will create soap. that flu and you'll create that soap to clean it out. So, out of curiosity, Steve. What, what informational places can you send people to have a look yeah, at well, current, current research that you've checked So on? go and look at Bruce Lipton. Um, he's, does a, he's, he's, he's a cell biologist. He's a, he, he's got a book called Biology of Belief as well. Because yeah. the other thing as well is your subconscious doesn't know what's true and what isn't. Now, people don't realise that. So if you believe you're going to get it, <laughs> the chances are that you, you will. will come out. You, you your, will. your sympathetic system You'll will come out, come and, out. and have that. So yeah. actually, if you believe you're going to get it, the chances are you will. Uh, but go and check out Bruce Lipton and Biology Belief. I was also researched, uh, I was speaking to a guy, uh, a girl that I know, her son is studying uh, uh, a genetic biology uh, at PhD level. I've already had this conversation with him and he's he's just going as mad as I am because we both know you can't catch viruses. So so everyone's going mad thinking they're going to get it, but you can't. Yeah. And, it's and simple as that. I just want to point out that I have proof of that, even if you don't believe a virologist. In the last 20 years, I've switched off colds, flus. Yes, so Professor uh, Bruce Lipton. Yeah, yeah. Cold, I've switched off colds, flus, uh, infections, bronchitis, chicken pox. I've switched off all these things with people by understanding what Steve says and finding the stress that was causing it and switching it off, and then the body heals very quickly. Yeah. Just by understanding that information, everything from one of my clients, she had chicken pox, she was due to fly to Washington, she was diagnosed by a doctor, she had chicken pox, she had to fly to Washington. 
I came online, cleared it with her, and 48 hours later, she was cleared to fly by the doctor, not by me. Yeah. All the chicken pox had gone, and she was okay. Yeah. These things are just a stress-based system coming out of yeah, and, then, but, and I've done it lots so, and I mean, lots. All I'm going to say is you're entitled to believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not going to... If you want to believe that you can catch a virus, then you go ahead, you do that. All I'm telling you is what I know, what I know to be true, in order to stop everyone going crazy and having all this fear-based programming and believing that they're going to... Because it's not it's not good on the world and I care for people so much and I love people so much and I don't want to see people that I know and even people I don't know uh, suffering and going through this mental anguish because of something... That's just not true, and so um, yeah. So guys, just all, all Steve's recommending is you go and check go out. Go and check it the out. The other side of it. Go and look at the epigenetics and the Bruce Lipton stuff. Yeah, go and learn. And just have a little little bit of a common sense look at. Oh, yeah, well, just try and just... take the fear out of it as well, because yeah. the DCO system doesn't believe in a fear, suffering, or victim mentality. Correct. At the moment, the whole world is in a fear, suffering, and victim, victim mentality, mentality yeah. because you are all listening to mainstream mainstream media, media which are just. For whatever reason, we don't know. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> we don't know the reason. Theorists. We're conspiracy but, theorists. But yeah. all we're saying is the science is that you cannot. So we're not saying people aren't getting sick or ill, but what we're saying is you cannot catch, catch it. a virus. It's impossible. And the scientific proof is there. You just won't read about it or hear about it. So no. go and check out what Steve. The problem says. is, is they. The problem is, is they won't. Most people don't go and question that. No. We were talking about it. You don't question anything. Whatever you're told, question you will just it. believe it and react and respond to it. Yeah. And that's what everybody's doing. But man, like me, I like I said, everything that I've been told by this authority so far has been incorrect every time. So yeah, this had, it's, for me, it had to be incorrect this time. So I wanted to go and check it out. I've done the research. I know for, I'm, I've not gone and bought any toilet roll and pasta because no, I know that I can't catch the Well, virus, actually, I so. do need some toilet rolls. I'm running out. Yeah. But not because... <laughs> not because... I know. <coughs> not because I'm being like, ill. The funny thing about it is, is this virus attacks the, bro- the bronchi- bronchial and the breathing system. So why are they buying bog rolls? I've got no just, idea. That's, that's why the world's gone mad. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to share that uh, with you. Um, so... Uh, so, like I said, I'm not trying to... You can take my information and uh, do the research yourself. Go and check out Bruce Lipton, uh, Professor Bruce Lipton, and uh, look at his research. And don't get... Just don't believe everything that you're told. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, it's like I said to you, we were talking about favourite sayings earlier, and one of my mentors always says to me, it's only one man's word. Do you know that to be 110% true? Yeah. Have you visited the lab and seen the research and watched them do the Petri dish stuff yeah. yourself? No, no, you haven't. So, you know, use a little bit of common sense. Yeah. Try not to go into mass hysteria. Panic. Everyone's just reacting and responding and just going crazy. Yeah. So, so it's uh, only one man's word, so do check it yeah. out. Just use a bit of common sense. So anyway, the other thing I'll quickly say is that, that we're trying to dispel the fear and people listening to the fear. What do you... Who would you really rather believe? People are trying to instill fear in you or people are trying to take fear out of you? Yeah. Think about it from that point of and go. Well, wait a minute. Do I really want to be in fear? Is this really? Yeah. Or should I just listen to people trying to make me feel okay about it? And do yeah. common sense things. And do that common sense. To do. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, moving anyway, on. So moving on. So basically, I've been working with anxiety. I've had four people today, and I literally they all took. She's all right. She's, she's fine. Good. So I did four. Yeah. I did four. Did I did four. Four people today. Oh. Great. Sorry, carry on. Four people today, <laughs> and I managed to switch off their anxiety in less than an hour. So they've had it one go about it for eight years and I got rid of it in an hour. Brilliant. So that's gone. The, uh, the coronavirus anxiety, that happened in... I've done that in about 15 minutes because it was just a belief system. And then there was a couple of other anxieties which were yep. associated to breakups and stuff. So I managed to get rid of them all today. All people come with anxiety, pff, gone, switched off. Yeah. So, and uh, the problem is there's all these beliefs and stuff out there about anxiety, which is incorrect and keeping people stuck and trapped with it. So, but anyway, that's enough about that right now. Uh, I know. So we're now going to bring in the lovely and the marvellous and the awesome Wendy Smith. Hi. Uh, so hello, Wendy. How are you doing? I'm very well. Welcome to the Inside Outfit podcast. I was just trying to read what's on there. I Super. can't read it from here. Hello, Wendy. It's not even a proper text. Donna Johnson. Hey, hi, Donna. How are you doing? Uh, Do you know Donna? God, Donna. Do you know? Donna. Me, Donna. I, went, I went to school with Donna. Donna. She's in my I year work, school. I work with Donna. I love oh, Donna. I've not seen great. Donna. Hi, Donna. Right, yeah, okay. So, I don't know who you are, Donna. Sorry. I have no idea. I apologise. I, I feel out of the loop. She was my girlfriend in about second year, I think. I love Donna. Donna. Yeah, she's a great girl. I saw her at the... I see her. I saw her. I see her out about sometimes. So, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, Cracking girl, Don, you're lovely, darling. Right, anyway, <laughs> let's move can, on. Can I just ask a quick question? Yes. Uh, have you fixed this stall? Because I've been getting lower and lower yeah. through the whole <laughs> thing. I feel like I'm in a, like I'm in a sitcom <laughs> sketch. 
Like we're on the Frost Report. Uh, you know, because so I'm weird. getting lower and lower down here. What is going on? I think that one worked too, didn't it? Yeah, 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 it's just like a prank. <laughs> we pick up. I don't know what to do. Should I pull the, pull the lever? Pull the lever. Pull the lever. Right, while they're doing that, I've just got oh, to tell you guys, go. they tried to put one of these sign things, like, you know, the pull up banners earlier. <laughs> Two men couldn't do it. A lady had to do it. No, we couldn't do it. It was funny. It needed a smith to sort the banner out. Right, okay, okay. The smithster in the house. Right, so let's bring you in. So, how are you? I'm good. Yes. Brilliant. So before we discuss your book, Fifty Ways to Change. Yeah. So uh, which is here. Yeah, Fifty Ways to Change, which is back to front. That's a great yeah. cover. Fifty Ways to Change. It's a great cover. We yeah. love the cover. Yeah, we love the cover. We love the colour. Um, well, before we do that, before we go and talk about your book, obviously, um, and I've got a signed copy of you, so thank you for that. Which you sent me this week, by the way. Yeah. So I've not been able to read the whole thing, but I've been able to go through, you know, quite a bit segments of it and, of it, and yeah. segments of it and get a good take on what it is. And I think it's a really, really great book. And anybody out there should go and get it because there's so much good teachings and learning and it will benefit you and uh, but and I also think there's a benefit to that as well because of what the, what you're doing with the money but we'll yes. go into that yes. so before we go into your book let's go into asking you about your journey about personal development really and yeah. how it all started and I know you had a really serious accident that pretty much um, you're, on, you're on a walking stick or crutch now yeah. so do you want to let, talk to the viewers and tell us exactly how how this how your journey started all those years ago and how you've gone from where from that to where you are now yeah so I was well, I suppose to start with, grew up with a love of cars and motorbikes. My dad, you know, loves cars and motorbikes. He used to be a test driver for a motor company. Yeah. So me and my sister grew up driving cars and motorbikes. And on the 1st of September 1989, I was out with my, one of my best friends on the back of his bike for a change in the evening. And we crashed at stupid speed around the Great Lees back roads, which just resulted in me spending eight months in hospital with a broken back. Uh, spinal cord lesion at T6 so I had when we came off the bike Paul got thrown off the bike and I stayed with it unfortunately which meant I hit everything so I ended up with a compression fracture they call it of T4 and T5 so two vertebrae slammed into each other and sort of squished and then that put a lesion in the spinal cord so obviously cut cut through the spinal cord paralyzed me from the chest down and then I had a few broken ribs punctured right lung fractured skull and uh, cardiac arrest on the road apparently so over the course of three days... I had, well, you look amazing for it. Yeah, I know. It's just, well, it's just awesome. It's just, it's just for, yeah. you know, being smashed about like that. Yeah. But yeah, three days of like serious trauma for the family. Not so much me because I didn't know anything about it. And then a long, long journey of recovery. Eight yeah, months eight hospital. months in hospital. I mean, that's... It was a long time. It was a long time. I've got a great family. You know, my sister, my best mate, used yeah. to keep me thoroughly amused while I was laying in bed on my back, flat out for three months. And they were used to play Monopoly on me and stuff like that. I never used to win, funny enough, because I didn't <laughs> see the ball. Yeah. Um, and then after that, sort of buried my head in the sand for a few years after and just went partying because I just didn't really know what to do with life. Yeah. Then wanted to know why. So why did mine fix itself? Yeah. And that's where the personal development started. Yeah. My so journey of why. Your journey of why, same as me. I wanted to know why, and that's I think well, most of us will start off with that. Yeah. Um. So what was your what was your introduction to it? Because I know with me, mine was NLP. Yeah. I went I went straight from wanting to commit suicide, and then I went to NLP, and then after that, I literally discovered how the mind worked and realised that I'd made all this shit up. But I wanted to know how NLP worked. I wasn't just happy knowing it. I was like, hang on a minute, so how does NLP work? And that's how I've then gone further and further into uh, the depths of it, because yeah. I actually want to know how it works. I don't want to just use it as a tool. Well, so how, was, did you, how was yours? How mine did you... was similar. So um, the one thing you've not gone there, obviously I went to a Paralympic Games as a wheelchair bike. Oh, yes. So the most important totally thing, we should forget yeah. about that. This is the one thing I just, you know, it just happened. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, you yeah, Paralympics, Paralympics in 2012? In, no, 2004. 2004. I was in Athens in 2004. I got a wow. suntan while I was out there. So and that was playing... Wheelchair basketball. Wheelchair basketball. Yeah, so I ended up in that arena. I won't, we'll say random events, but nothing's random. Yeah. So that happened really quickly. That led me into basketball coaching. Mm. How I got into... Mine was NLP as well to start with, but how yeah. I got into that, Karen Zarbo, if you're watching this, and Catherine Temple... So a friend of mine, Karen Zarbo, she said to me, when, like, you know, because I had depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, yeah. I kept going up and down and was running some proper negative patterns. And she said, just do me a favour, go and do an NLP practitioner course. Yeah. And I said, what is NLP? She said, I'm not even going to tell you. Just phone my mate, who's a, she's like an enlightened trainer, so she does energy work and all that. Catherine Temple, amazing woman. Yeah. So she said, go and see Caf. So I phoned up Caf. I said, when's your next NLP practice? She said, oh, not for six months. I said, that's no good. I need it now. Karen has said to phone you. She went, okay, come and do one, like, one-on-one. And I was like, right, okay, then. So I went and did an intensive prac, which was the biggest kick up the arse I've ever had. Seven days of, like, intense. What, and doing the NLP? 
Yeah. That's what I did, I mean, the seven-day intense. That's I mean, what I it, was, did. it was just intensive, like Kat yeah. would bring other people in to sort of do stuff. And then when I got, when I got home, the weird thing happened, because I got home after seven days and thought, shit, my whole life is my fault. So I actually went downhill. My life is my fault. I went downhill for three days, Mm. like, oh, you know, a bit sorry for myself. Like, all of this shit around me is all mine. But then after three days, it's like, right, if I can create that, then now I know how to operate this system. What can I do? Now now what can I create? And that was for me. Mine was, my my big wake-up call was, it was, uh, all my life is my fault. Yeah, and I and I think you know especially with the model with the Orbeg model when we go below the line you know with blame making excuses and denial and yeah. I think most people are living in that most people yeah. are in even denial that they've even got any issues or problems and they just carry on but my life is my fault is actually probably a really good title for a book uh, which, it is yeah do you know what I mean because that'd be your autobiography that'd be my autobiography <laughs> yeah but so you know so that was really key for me wasn't it um, like and probably for you the same thing you know you we come to realise that we create everything from whatever programmed whatever we're programmed in which we'll, which we're going to go into in yeah, a minute in your yeah, book which we, has got some really good bits in there and we run it but and the NLP it, yeah. was interesting because once I did that I thought oh my god I love this shit so I went straight back and did the NLP Masters and then after that that's 10 days intensive Yeah. and that's like wow this is just a tote because of what CAF does that she takes you through I was smashing planks in half and all sorts of stuff going like oh yeah. my god and then after that I just thought I need to become a trainer so then I went and obviously I'm under the Society of NLP, which is Richard Bandler and John Laval. Yeah. So then I went to Brighton and studied to become a trainer under Richard and John and Catherine. Oh, so you're actually an NLP trainer? Yeah, I'm a trainer oh, wow. Well. Yeah, I so, that. so I went the whole hog. I just thought yeah. I need to share this with people. Yeah. And I sort of felt, I dropped out because I was like, well, how does NLP work? I was like, I'm not happy. I don't, I know how does it work? That was yeah. me. So I, just I sort of went off journey. in the... Yeah, I went up that way and just thought, I need to be able to train Yeah, I needed stuff. to learn about the brain and how it works and how it... Yeah. So I sort of went off in that direction. And fortunately enough, I along my journey, I come across some really, really key in people. So I did stuff with Joe Dispenza and then I went... And, uh, same as me. So, so I did some stuff with him. Neuroscience. The neuroscience. I went down the whole neuroscience yeah, yeah, yeah. route. And then from then, once I understood that, I realised that even knowing that doesn't change anything. No. So I spent a long time learning the science and then realised actually I spent two years wasting my time because <laughs> you and just need to apply it because you need yeah. to be able to change it and just yeah. understanding the science when understanding it doesn't change anything and no, I was you've trying got to actually do the work and change you've it you've got to actually go in and f- you actually got to go in and literally go change and, it yeah. literally t- change it yeah. and then fortunately enough I did the reboot program and through the reboot program I met Jonathan and then from Jonathan really the, re- the rest is history really yeah. and I've been working with Jonathan now for probably about 18 months and we've been working together for about a year and uh, and that's really where, where that went for me. But yeah, I, that's why I didn't do the because I'm yeah. so I'm really interested in it. But I sort of wanted to go how how it worked. So, yeah, yeah. I sort of done that afterwards. So mine's been a bit like a back to front journey. So I learned how to train it. Then started I just using it randomly. Then I ended up working for David Henry's company, Twenty First Century Legacy, launching schools yeah. programs. That's how I became a speaker. Yeah. Then I was coaching athletes. So I was coaching basketball teams became a tutor of basketball as well so I was tutoring coaches because I thought the mindset needs to change how do I change it I become a tutor that's it and then after that so probably 10 years I've been working in personal change like actually as my business yeah and then about six years ago I met a chap called Mick Stott who does the spectrum emotional coaching that you guys know yeah yeah and then that opened me up to the realms of oh actually we can recode experience recode yeah oh and then through Mick Stott and the training I've done with Mick and him pointing me in different directions. Then obviously John Phillips, who you've not met, it's very doubtful any of you'll ever see John. He's the elusive John because he's ex special forces, so yeah. he's not on any social media. He's actually in this but, room disguised oh, yeah, yeah. as a French. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. What John? <laughs> yeah, he's actually he's actually on my website. So yeah. if you want to know what John looks like, just yeah. go onto Redcastle Consultancy Training page and you'll see John. I think that's the only picture of him anywhere. Uh, and the only picture of him smiling as well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about. So, yeah, the spectrum stuff led me into that. And that's when I started getting really deep into neuroscience. Yeah. So I learned all the NLP first, how to train it and teach people how to change their state and, you know, use their, their brain for change. Brain, brain for, for change. a change. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, the last six years has been really going deep into actually how does minds now, yeah. how does how all this do they work? work? Yeah, that's what And I that's mean. what's led me into the Bruce Lipsons, Jodie yeah. Spencers, yeah. Greg Braden. Yeah. But know, I, yeah, even though I, even though I learned all of that, that's still ain't enough for me. No, you still because want to question there's it something else. Basis. There's something else under that. You still need a tool or something to do it. And I get, that beliefs create your reality and I get all the blue yeah. stuff but I did a lot of the Joe Dispenza stuff and and I did a lot of the meditation stuff and it didn't it, it didn't heal anything and it was only when I met Jonathan and then actually went into recoding the experience or the memory or yeah. the belief and actually switching them off 
or deleting them or removing them, that's when my healing started. Yeah, see, I've had some interesting experiences so, with Joe Dispenza. I went on him and... I'm 50-50 with it. I'm actually going to go and do one of his seven-day de- retreats because I'm yeah. so curious about the stuff, just because... I've of, done it, and it didn't do anything yeah, for see, me. Yeah, see, I'm curious enough to just pay out and go and do it because I yeah. want to know. It's a great experience. And his Whatever it is, he meets some amazing people as well. Well, exactly. I like everything's a bit of a journey. It's always yeah. good to go and do, have new experiences and get out your box because if you get stuck in your own thing then I think you screw yourself over. You've always got to keep expanding yeah. and keep learning. And as we know from the conversations yeah. we've had out here. Yeah, yeah. When I went on the Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden day, it was very interesting because something happened halfway through the day that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So in one of the meditations, something did actually happen and I had some weird shifts in my body. And then when I next went up the wood to walk my dog, I'm not sure what it shifted, but all of a sudden I found myself walking, like carrying my sticks, only for three paces and my body felt normal. Then I obviously became conscious of what I was and doing. Then it, and then you went back. And then freaking back to yeah. like, and I was like, right, how do I recreate that? And I, since then I haven't been See, able what, to See, when I, when I, when I worked... really interesting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, when I went and done that, what, I, what I've learned from it, it's the it's understanding that it's getting the heart and head coherence working. Yeah, see, I did and that you, all day. And you can get into yeah. a gamma, gamma brainwave frequency. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, then ultimately you've, you've pretty much... You've sort of entered into a different... <laughs> Reality, reality, so to speak, so to speak. Yeah. and then what will happen is, is that's when the healing happens. Yeah. But if you can't get yourself from the beta brain brain waves to the alpha to the theta to the delta into that gamma, if you can get yeah. into the gamma, that's when the, the the miraculous healing starts. And I think if you've got a lot of baggage or a lot of stuff or a lot of stuff going on in well, your subconscious, you can't get into that space, can you? And therefore, it doesn't really work. It makes it more work. of a challenge, and you can probably only yeah. hold into it for a little. Bit Absolutely, of time. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I do find that I do find that stuff fascinating. So I've learned everything all about that. So that's why I went down that route. He's learned everything. Do you hear this? The, the over generalisation. He's learned yeah, everything. Everything there is to know. Everything. Yeah, he yeah, knows. So he's, a, he's a wise old man. Yeah, he, he just looks young. I look like the old wise man. Yeah. He is the wise yeah. man. So no, but I to, that's why I wanted to learn how the brain works and yeah. all the rest. Of it. But then, I, even though I did and worked with that, there's still I still and it's still question it. Like, yeah, still like, question it. Like my mentor says, it's only one man's work. Yeah. What do you make of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Now you, so you had this really bad accident. Obviously, mm. what was your injuries? Actually, injuries. Well, I mean, what. So people always ask me what you've done to your leg. I've done nothing to my legs. It's I actually didn't your break spine. anything. It was just my spine and my spinal cord. So obviously when I had the spinal cord sever, I lost all movement from the chest down. So it just meant that all the muscles wasted away very quickly. And then it's been a matter of it stuck itself back together. No one could tell me why. I know why, because in my head I was still able-bodied. So the body was healing itself happily. And then someone told me you're going to be in a wheelchair and yeah. questioned it. So questioned it, it yeah. sort of stuck. But even though I was going, mate, go away, tell someone else. Yeah. You know, I think what they did is they interrupted my healing after about three weeks by sticking a thought in there Mm. that wasn't one of mine. Mm. Because I was quite happy. I'd say, you know, I I know I was paralysed. And they'd go, when do you paralysed? And I'd go, yeah, but I'm fine. And they'd go, but you're paralysed. But I'm fine. It was just the weirdest conversation to have with people. Yeah. It really was. And the funny thing is, all my family and friends, and I love you all for this, um, no one treated me any different. So it's like there's nothing wrong with me. I tell you now, you right. cannot find one picture, I'm not joking, from 1989 uh, up to about 1999, maybe 2000, you won't find one picture of me with crutches or anything like that. It's really weird. So I'd always be sat down, but they'd be over there and the photo would be. So it's like every, everything was normal still. Yeah, yeah. No one treated me any different. Like my mate Penny, I'd say to her, oh, Pen, make a cup of tea. She'd go, don't be such a lazy cow, go and do it yourself. You know, so I'd have to be bouncing through the house, chucking me tea everywhere. Great. You know, and they'd just laugh at me. But no one treated me any different. That was a help. And it was a help. And that's very important for belief systems because when when so people try again. when people try and, I, I know I shrunk again. I know it's been going down slowly, lower and lower. That's why I've just sat here and been quiet because I'm like I feel like I'm a midget. Or we should be reading this really. Um, oh, no one's commenting no. at the moment. Let's go. No, that's right. But it's very important for belief systems. So you know, because Wendy wasn't made to feel like something was different her brain didn't tell her anything was different so her body didn't know anything was different so she started to heal yeah and that's that's very important a lot of people when they're they're injured or they're sick or they're ill their brain tells them oh something wrong it's bad because that's what everyone's taught but because when he didn't have that she's healed a lot of it and he's on the way to full recovery people would still walk off i mean my sister still does it now Penny still does it they'll walk off having a conversation with me and i'll be back here somewhere and they'll be chatting and they'll go Oh, like, hurry up. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's because I'm back there on my walking sticks. It's like, yeah, guys, you know, yeah. uh, I have a slow speed at the moment. Yeah. You know. exactly. Anyway, so I know we're yeah. cracking on. So you also you also did a, recently did a TED Talk or you don't know you've done a oh, TED God, Talk? Oh, God, the TED Talk was ages ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to say somewhere about, I'm in a bit of a timeless being, so somewhere about. Just say so yeah. you've just done a TED Talk. I did then. a TED, TEDx Talk about yeah, six TEDx to eight talk, years yeah. ago. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And, that, yeah. and what was that about? That was about um, perception, so the power of positive affirmation. Yeah. I can, I can't. I can, yeah. I can't, yeah. yeah. Whatever, you, whatever your direction you're giving here. Whatever you can and whatever you can't, it'll always be true. That's it, yeah. you're never yeah. wrong. Whatever yeah. you think, whatever you think, you're not wrong, ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're really not. Yeah. So it just was a talk on that, really. Yeah. I'd never really, I didn't really know what a TEDx talk was either when I did one. I'd never yeah. really watched any. And it was someone, how that came about, there was a girl who was on one of the coaching courses I did, and I coach basketball a bit different. So when I'm tutoring, they get NLP. They get to know about, you know, tone of voice, body language, thoughts, how they're creating stuff. And she absolutely loved it. And she was at Plymouth Uni. And one of her mates was organising the TEDx event and they were looking for speakers. And she went, oh, perfect person. And that's how you got... Give give Wend a shout. And so they gave me a shout and I was like, yeah, I'll come down and do a talk. I think that's lovely. Yeah. So I did. So you did. Okay, cool. Well, look, I know like, we've got about 25 minutes left. So now let's talk about you and your book. Um, I think there's somebody just asking you know, what neurolinguistic programming is. Oh, well, NLP was. It's neurolinguistic yeah. programming for anybody that's watching. It's the, um, the language of your brain. Language of your brain, yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, so this is your book that you've recently uh, written or released. Yeah. Uh, it's called 50 Ways to Change by Wendy. Wendy wrote this book, and like I said, I've received it this week and I've gone through it, and there's some really, really great bits in it, like I said. Uh, if just go and get it or contact you or however you how, how Amazon. you get the book Amazon yeah, on Amazon yeah, it's on Amazon yeah go get it so uh, yeah go and get the book so I've been going through here and so what was the intention of the book I mean what was the right. why did you how, what was the what was the goal why, how, what made you write the book this and, came about first of all in Vegas so I was out at a GoPro conference with a mate of mine I was waiting for her in Starbucks in the morning and I was bored so I thought I'll write a book and I'd already had the name of it in my head for years. So I just wrote the name down and just started writing. What, what would this be? And it's basically 50 of my favourite bits of awareness-raising information that made me aware. Because if you're not aware, you can't change anything. No, no, anyway. we're going to exactly so, go to that. So, yeah, yeah so it's awareness-raising information that maybe it's stuff you don't know. And then I thought, when I actually finally wrote this last year, like, properly, I thought... What can be the difference between this and all the books I've read? Because I've read, same as yourselves, hundreds of personal development books, and they've all been absolutely great. However, they've left out the one bit, which is how to apply How to do it, that's right. Yeah, I thought the difference with this one then, I'm going to give you all the information to make you aware, and then the second part of the book, I'm going to give you loads of exercises so you can pull apart your map of reality, basically, and apply it to life. Yeah. yeah. So it's like sitting down having a performance coaching session. I really like that bit at the back. So you've got, all your, you've got the 50 ways to change or the 50 models or beliefs yeah, or things and whatever you want to call them. And then at the back, you've got like a little workbook, which you can then go and apply what you've sort of picked up in the first so 50 to whatever it is you want. And it, I, really, I really like that. That's, yeah. that's really, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. So as I was going through, uh, as I was going through this, and we just spoke about this, one of the first key elements here is awareness is key to change and start becoming aware. And for me, everything really started for me when I started becoming aware. Because I think most of us are asleep and we, we're in denial most of the time or we go through blaming or making excuses. It's my boss, it's my partner, it's my ex, it's my mum, it's my dad, like we all do. But actually, it's becoming aware of what it is that's causing your problems. And I think the awareness, becoming aware of it is a start. Well, it's, if you it's think key, of awareness, for that. we're just a string of habits. That's yeah. all you guys are. You're a string of habits. And programmes. And, and my, my yeah. simple example of this is... If any of you are dressed now, you've got a program for getting dressed. If you know how to drink a cup of tea, you've got a program for drinking tea. If you drive a car, you've got a program for driving a car. You do not have to wake up in the morning, open a manual and go, right, how do I put my socks on? Because once you've learned something and you've done it enough times, it becomes part of your system programming. The only thing that we're not aware of, because we're not taught this stuff in schools, is it's not just that, it's your emotions, your beliefs, every memory you've ever had has to be stored so your human system can validate your experience and show you how to behave. That's right. So all of your prior behaviours and learnings, they're stored as well. So if if you're getting up and you're getting angry in the morning and you don't know why, it's because you've got a shitload of storage full of anger that when you wake up and you think about something, which is your trigger and you generate anger, your unconscious has got to validate it. It goes, hang on, 
I'm sure I've got a load of that in storage. And it keeps pulling it back to allow you to then create the habit again and the behaviour and where you go. This is what myself and Jonathan talk about, is that people believe that's who they are. They're not an and angry it's not, person. No, no, no but it's they think, they, but they think that's who they are. They yeah. think, well, this is who I am. And they go through their life acquiring all these new experiences. And anger breeds more anger, breeds more yeah. anger. And they fill up like this rucksack, but they actually think it's who it is. Yeah. And uh, and that they can't change it. Yeah. Um, which comes on to the next bit, <laughs> which is lucky, is if it's not working, change it. Yeah. Um, like my, my strap line and all my posts is change or nothing will change. And that is really key. So do you want to just elaborate on that? So, well, well, this is, I mean, we've got so many sayings, haven't we? The yeah. Einstein one of um, madness is the definition of doing the same thing over and over, and over again. again. Yeah. Expecting a different, different result. Yeah, right, you're not a tree, you can move. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? You know, you can. In my you case, can. I'm just moving down. You're just going I'm just down. going down all you're the time. Down so down all so all time. that's not good. Why don't you I have done multiple times. You just oh, not yeah. you just not You've noticed. Got the weirdest chairs <laughs> though. No, I'm doing it. These two are my two. Yeah. This is a bouncy chair. Yeah, I had to borrow that one. Because yeah, I've only got two. There's only me that lives here. You yes, see, you so can. I only get. I don't really. I'm, okay, I'm spoiled for two chairs. Than you both. What <laughs> is going on? Stay there. Seriously, I'll level out at some point. Won't yeah. I? Just think yeah. in a minute. Uh, so yeah, yeah so change not, if it's not working. If it's not working, change it. You know, if you're this is the thing. If you've done something eight times and it's not working. At what point are you going to realise that that is not working and do something different? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's not bloody rocket science, is it? I know. I find this the problem with. I have a lot of people that come to me. They've been going counselling. I said, "How long have you been counselling? I've been doing it two years. Two years. Yeah. And how? And what's the? Oh, nothing's changed. How do you feel so about why the depression? Do you keep. What are you? If you're still depressed you know? after six months and you're going for counselling to not be depressed and you're still depressed, or if you're on antidepressants and it's fifteen years in, yeah. At what point are you going to go? This is not working. working. Yeah, absolutely, it's not, yeah, no. absolutely. So, um, yeah. So the next bit that I can't, which I picked out was another thing which I again I done on my a post a few months ago, which was you. You've got it here. Are uh, are your crew on board with your captain? And mine is that basically, if you haven't got, if you haven't set an intention then you're basically a ship without a captain. So if you haven't got any idea of where you're going, you're just getting up and just going through just a routine thing, then you've got no direction. Your brain is not working or functioning in a way to find a route or a path to get you somewhere. And so you're basically just a, a ship without a captain. Your yeah, brain is just, just operating without, without is, any intention or any yeah, direction. We were, we were talking, talking about this one again, and it's, it's one of those things. You've got something called a reticular activating system in your head. Yeah. We call it the RAS. You know, frets out on the rise. Out on the rise, mate. Yeah. Frets and opportunities. That's all it looks for. So years ago, it used to look for: can I eat it, or is it going to eat me? Yeah. That was pretty much as simple as it gets. Nowadays, it pays attention to your thought stream. What's important? So if you never set a goal, it's got nothing to look at, and it will just listen to the random thought stream and bring you more of that. So if you're thinking everything is rubbish in your life and that's all going to go wrong. Guess what your RAS is going to find you if you don't set a direction for something else, mm. whether it's a thought stream or it's goals. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not setting goals as well, you know, this is why people get so unfulfilled in life. Yeah. Because they never sit down and go, actually, in 10 years, where do I want to be? Yeah. You know, what direction do I want to give my sat-nav to start walking me towards it? The other problem I have is people set their goals based on what they think their parents or their friends or want what or what they think they, they what they think they want and they get spend all their life getting there and when and they, they get go, there, oh, they're most unfulfilled, oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah. oh it's not what I wanted. Well, I see that as well. Social media, you know, it's great for when we're doing stuff like this, but social media is terrible for this because a lot of people will set their goals based on what they th- they think other people think they should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Not actually, you know, I yeah. always say when people you know, come, right, for you guys that are self-employed, this is a little tip. Can I just share my cheese analogy? You share your cheese analogy. Right, so this is how it works. I don't call myself a coach or anything like that. I'm a personal development mentor. I like to separate myself from the pack for the simple fact that so many people have had a meltdown when I say what I do. And I say to them, like I go into a room, I did yesterday, and there was a few coaches in there, and I just saw as soon as I started talking that they were just shutting down because it's competition. And I always say there is no competition for what you do because you're you and you're unique. Yes, right. It's like freaking cheese. Yeah. Some people like Stilton, some people like Brie, and some people like a bit of cheddar. Now, not everyone's going to like mine. No, this gets worse. Some people are not going to like... <laughs> my brain went somewhere else. So, yeah, my, some know, people are not going to like my cheddar. No. They might like your brie. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah? So that no, means, you know, so just think about it like that. Whatever you do, just focus on you. I've lost focus right now. Yeah, oh, I've gone. Gone. <laughs> I'm, well, so, 
So I just thought he's good, but just yeah. focus on yeah. you, yeah, right? Fine, yes. So that's all it is. It's focus on what are you good at and what are you talented on at and what do you bring to the world? What do you bring to the party? What value do you give other people? Yeah, absolutely. What I'm is sure. your value? Not what value you think you're lacking compared to that person over there because that person is not you. Yeah. You're you. Stop bloody focusing on yeah, you. Yeah, we all we're all God. we all come to this world with a unique set yeah. of talents and skills, and we we should embrace that. But we don't. We're too busy trying to be someone else. Be someone else, yeah. and then wonder why our lives don't work, or yeah. trying to impress other people for what they though we try and impress other people for what they want in their life and all of a sudden we're like what am I doing I'm trying to impress you for what you have and then you're like you strip I mean I see it all the time but but anyway it has a pissing contest it's a pissing competition yeah Yeah, so when you when you start this and they go that you go oh yeah well I've I've this and now I need to change what I'm doing to compete with that no it's cheese yeah not everyone likes the same cheese it's it's coming back to be it's about about having cheese at all do you not? Well, no. it could be like ham, different types of okay, ham. Okay, great, fine. We're in. We're in. Okay, we're in with ham. I'm in ham. Yeah. It's a bit like so. Ultimately, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit like the whole. Just basically, if you're authentic and you have integrity about yourself, you really can't go wrong. That's it. Yeah. So just be true to you. That's yeah. it. Follow your values. If someone questions your values, that's okay because that's theirs. Yeah. It's not about you. So I I get trolled quite a bit. Sometimes I got trolled today. Actually, it was quite funny. So I quite enjoyed the experience. Yeah. And I just think that's okay. It's not flagged me up, so I've got no issues around it. Mm. That's theirs. That's okay. That's you can fun. have that opinion. Away you go. Crack on. Have a great life. I'm yeah. not going to be horrible to you. Just, you know, just follow you. Yes. Follow you and stay, be you. So, I, I know this, the next one doesn't apply to podcasts, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> doesn't apply to podcasts, but uh, this one is, do you listen or are you just waiting to talk? Or are you just waiting to respond? So that's a really great yeah, one as well. I mean, um, and this is as well. This one, I think this one became so poignant for me after going networking. Yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys ever go networking. And if you go to the networks where you have to stand up and talk about yourself for 60 seconds, yeah. it just makes me laugh. I've told people I was a unicorn farmer at some point, And I swear to God... Everyone believed you. No, I'm not. It's so that, that farming you do, Wendy, what was that? I went unicorns afterwards and they went, you know when someone comes back to reality and they're like, yeah. unicorns? I was like, yeah, I obviously don't. <laughs> um, yeah. But in these networks, you can see that people are sitting there and they're staring at you listening, but they're not listening. In their head, they're running what they're going to say. Yeah. Yes. And this happens when you have conversations. How many of you actually truly sit and listen to the person who's talking to you? Put your phone down, stop staring at the telly, picking your nails, yeah. you know daydreaming and truly listen to Stop the words. Stop playing Candy Crush. Yeah, uh, just fine. listen to the words that person is saying so you really are engaged with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a trigger. Yeah, so none of us are going to talk now. No, all I was fine. waiting for you to finish. No, yeah, I, uh, well, the, I was listening. Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. What did I say? Intently. Intently, I was listening intently. <laughs> I'm a unicorn farmer. It actually comes down to one of my yeah. favourite sitcoms. It's a sitcom <laughs> called Home James on British TV many years ago. And it was about this guy who was like a cheeky chappy chauffeur. And he went to work for this 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 boss who was a you know a proper businessman. And he said to him, son, let me give you a, a, a piece of advice. Um, listen more. That's why God gave you two ears and only one mouth. Yeah, two ears yeah, and one mouth. That's true. And that's all we're stuck with me. Two ears, yeah. one mouth. Yeah. And yeah. I've been guilty of doing that in the past of not listening and trying to get my word in. But I, yeah. I always think now that's why God gave me two ears and one mouth. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. So use your two ears and not your one mouth. Yeah. yeah. But most people when they they hear something they'll get triggered. Depends what you're doing. Yeah. Though, yeah, exactly. I'm about conversation. Yeah, yeah. I know where you went. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm Okay, this is the wrong show, folks. Um, um, Take a carry on. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, so uh, what happens is generally someone will, when they're talking, their brain's firing off all the time and they're reacting. And as soon as that happens, they're shut down. They're not really. They don't want to hear anything you say or even process the information properly. They're just waiting to respond. Yeah. So that was a really key thing for me. Miscommunication. This is what leads a lot to miss miscommunication if you're not truly listening then you're going to reply from your map and what happens is because our brain filters information at a staggering rate yeah. I mean they reckon it's 40 billion bits of information a, a second, second nowadays right, yeah. it's ridiculous your conscious brain could only can only do seven seven or nine bits or something ridiculous no, that's it, that's it? Segments. it, it yeah. processes 2000 but it does it in segments so you yeah. can't multitask it just does it in segments yeah. of seven or nine so you imagine what you're missing out of 40 billion bits of information a second you can only process 2000 you're missing so much already because of your filters that have to filter it down. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention, you're going to be answering a question someone didn't ask you, which gets say? me into exactly <laughs> well, right, innuendo bingo. Happens, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like I'm hoping. Just like this at, evening. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone at home now just gone. Yeah. 
that's it you're all I'm listening. really listening to what we're about to say next there's people watching I can't I'm really I'm not going to say the, fa- the funny thing is right is they are, even if they are really listening to us we're just going to repeat something it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different Result. results Amanda's going he's already just said that so we won't go there moving on yeah so um, so this was another one good one for me was uh, not forgiving is the equivalent of wanting to poison someone else but drinking the poison yourself yeah and, and, I, and I'm very much just like injecting poison expecting somebody else to get the pain yeah and that's that was, that's why I set that out because and the reason for that is the chemicals isn't it the chemicals so yeah. the neurochemicals you run when you're in a, that state of uh, you know hate spite um, resentment all of those feelings you're running neurochemicals which really aren't very good for your body no they create flus and viruses <laughs> that's what they basically do so just put that but out there the whole point of the word yeah. disease is it's disease in your body yeah and forget you know not forgiving someone you don't have to go this is what i would say you don't have to go up to a person and go right i know you've done this that that that, that but i forgive you you just say it in your own head imagine them and just go i let you go and yeah but them. i think a lot of people think that to get do you think you can forgive but still let them not let not ever go back into that situation yeah, have your boundaries, have your boundaries. Yeah. so for example yeah. if someone's hurt, upset you something like i was telling you i had million, yeah. millions of pounds stolen off me and all that yeah. now i've let that go and i don't have any resentment towards it even if it's absolutely crippled my life but yeah. i've had to forgive it because otherwise it's absolutely it's yeah absolutely, you know, secondly it's done it, i don't it's you know uh, i you know it's absolutely destroyed me yeah. but me holding on to that meant i was just continually destroying myself exactly. so i had to let go of that i'm not going to say when i see them again go oh, okay Yay! hey let's jump back into business and money. no it's not yeah. going to happen no. but but the fact that I've been able to just switch that off and let that go means, A, I'm not running those neurochemicals. It's not aging me and it's not making me sick yeah. and it's not making me ill. And it's allowing me now to see my life not through that filter and yeah. it opens up a whole new different opportunities for me. Well. I wouldn't have met this guy and be doing what I'm doing had I still come in carrying on and yeah. holding that resentment. On that tip as well, just while we're in there, because there's something we spoke about earlier. So Steve was just saying about neurochemicals. If you're running the negative ones, you're making yourself ill. Yeah. They're ageing. Yeah. They're immune lowering, their brain function slowing down chemicals. If you get, just check out um, Greg Braden and Heart Coherence. Yeah. So Heart Coherence, Greg Braden, and start doing the Heart Coherence meditation. I'm going to say no more about it. But when you get into a state of Heart Coherence, it actually pumps you full of 1,200 chemicals that are anti-aging, immune system boosting, yeah. brain function supporting. The funny so, thing is, is uh, there's a picture of me on my wall and everybody comes around here and yeah. I've got a picture of when my boy was christened when he was two and a half and I look younger now than I did in that photograph, which was seven, six years ago. Now you use I've actually aged, and, and yeah, yeah, so I do that, but also the switching off all of the stuff yeah. has de-aged me. I look, I look a completely different person. Yeah. When we do our talks, he gets the, he gets, get photo out. He gets the like, photo out. This is Steve <laughs> now. <laughs> like, this is how he looked. He's an axe murderer in this photograph. Yeah. And this is him now. Big cut, Yeah, back. and there's only not a lot of difference. There's probably only about two years difference between yeah. it, but yeah. it looks but like I've... this mad, the chemicals. You, have you yeah. seen someone who has trauma... I've seen people literally age by 20 years overnight because yeah, they've had trauma. They but yeah. you can reverse that. You people can, don't yeah. understand yes, that. Yes, you can. As soon as you switch off all your negative stuff, you start yeah. getting... The other thing I'll say, what, when you said about forgiveness, is there was an article on Facebook recently uh, that scientists have, have now stated that forgive, a lack of forgiveness actually contributes to cancer. It does, yeah. Because oh. it's Well, also, any toxic... I mean, if you look at Bruce Lipton's research on epigenetics, he states that your internal and external environment has a direct effect on, obviously, your cellular... At a cellular level, <laughs> level yeah. and it was My friend Mike, the 90s yeah. pumped, pumped me with chemicals. No. <laughs> pumped everyone with chemicals, mate, in the 90s. I'm pretty <laughs> sure about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not it's not wrong, though. He can't lie. He's not no, lying. 90s, so. Early 90s were the best times yeah, to go raving, anyway. It was, so, yeah, yeah, they were the best times. Yeah. I'm too young, so, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best so, time to rave, but, but not the best time in my life, I can tell you. No, but good parties. I was outside in bed with milk and cow that doesn't surprise me (laughs) right moving on to the next part of the book so like we know we're swiftly moving on because I know we've got seven minutes we've got seven minutes minutes. Uh, we get the whole book in seven minutes yeah we're doing alright we're speed Uh, so it's okay to ask for help Uh, successful people create this habit and one of the big things I don't see is people asking for help yeah I was always told you never know unless you ask and if you don't ask you don't get so it's one of those things. And that's taken me a long time with business as well. Mm. I made so many mistakes that actually I could have just phoned someone up and gone, 
oh, I've got a bit of a problem. What do I do? And they'd have told me. Yeah. So it is one of those things. If you get stuck with anything, just ask someone. Anyone ask any of us, you're welcome to hit us up on Facebook and we'll we'll answer any questions yeah. that we think I, we might know the answer to. I think the biggest thing, and it comes back to oh, what I always said, think we might know the answer I think we might know the yeah, answer exactly. to. But I think the biggest the anchor that sits underneath all of this is guilt and shame. Yeah. People are so, feel so guilty and so ashamed that they actually probably don't step out to it and it stops them from doing well, it. Well, they often feel guilty and shame they don't know the answer. Yeah. That's what it is because yeah. as ad- adults, for some reason, think we should they know everything. should know everything. Because we're an adult. It. I do. Yeah, you should, should know, know it. Apart from you, obviously, <laughs> who actually does know everything. Uh, uh, Get out of it. Uh, we'll see, but we'll a lot of adults, they actually don't know everything. No. He's the only one. No, he doesn't. Uh, and Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. um, but apart from everyone else, they're the only two people who know everything. Yes, we know uh, But every, all of us mortals <laughs> yep. over here, me, Wendy, and everyone else watching this and everyone around the world, <laughs> us mortals, we don't, we don't know, know everything. everything. Yeah. And we're not... We're not so, uh, are you yeah. laughing at the fact um, that I just... Cook, uh, Correlations of Donald Trump. Is yeah, that what you're laughing. At? No, I was laughing the way you was mocking me. Mocking you. It's my stool going up and down. I feel uh, like to get some mocking in at some point. When I was down there, I didn't feel like I could mock. But now I'm up here, I really feel like I can mock you. And you are doing a very great do, job of it right uh, now, uh, and I'm I, very grateful yes, for it. Great. Yeah, I'm going to forgive you because I want to de-age. Yes, I don't want to age overnight. So on this note as well, this has been. We were talking about this earlier. So this for me has been very poignant lately because of what I'm learning to do, if I'm not asking questions, I lose money. Yeah. yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And the person who's teaching me, you know, it must be like torture for him sometimes, but he said to me, any question is not a stupid question, Wendy, because I don't care if you ask me 45 times the same question until it becomes known knowledge to you, because obviously you're playing with your money. Yeah. And it's important. So... Ask, ask the question. What's yeah. wrong with you people? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, and I, if you can't, just come see one of us and we'll get rid of the yeah. guilt and shame. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't carry all your stuff around with you and Stop think it's it. just silly because you're no. just making yourself ill. And, and actually, there's no shame in actually wanting to be a better person. That's, None that's what I learned. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so we're getting near the end of the podcast. So, there's yeah. two areas in the back of the book yeah. uh, in the work bit which I think is really great one of them is called belief busting yeah and beliefs are basically the cause of all your problems and it's as simple and as that and all your successes as and well. all your successes yes. but they also yeah. cause of all your problems and yeah. so if you're trying to if you're trying to develop and get you know getting rid of the bad beliefs is uh, obviously a, an important and is, thing and sustaining the good ones as well so business as well this is very important what Steve's brought up People who are trying to move forward in business, yeah. they might get to a certain point and then they run a behaviour and go like go around this hamster wheel of this loop because at some level they might believe they're limited financially. So, oh, press got press resume. It's paused. Press resume. Oh, I don't know what I'm happened saying, there. You've got no idea. Oh, I have to dear. Blast it. You know I why? You talked about what? business and yeah. everyone in business went, no, no not having yeah, it. Sure. Their gear and shame kicked in and That's cut it. out the energy. Yeah, so business is very important. If you're trying to upscale... And you're not able to upscale because you're running what I call the hamster wheel loop. So you get to a certain point and then boom, you're back down here again. It's because at some level you do not believe that you can achieve the next step up. Yeah. That's when you really need to get a bit of help to get rid of those yeah. beliefs. Cause, and that's where we work as performance coaches. Yeah. So it's not just about therapy. It's if you're getting stuck in your business, it's probably because there's a belief that limits you from going up a level. Yeah. Yeah. So very important to get them cleared out so you can keep going up the next level and up yeah. the next level yeah. and yeah. progressing. Yeah. Uh, uh, in Gay Hendricks' book, The Upper Limit, he calls it the upper limit problem. Yeah. You, know, you have an upper limit, you hit a ceiling. And That's you just, it. And you just bring yourself back down again because you think that's all you need. Well, deserve. this is a conversation. Jonathan and I, and I are in conversation about this at the moment because Jonathan's doing a bit of work for me because I seem to have hit a level that we're not quite sure what it is. It's a bit of a weird one to untangle, isn't it? Yeah. And we're just untangling. I've hit an upper limit of some description. So yeah, at the moment, right. we're just working on work untangling yeah. my upper limit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so the last bit in the book is the trigger driver behaviour, <laughs> which is very key and very important because basically I think all of our behaviours are triggered. So Yeah. And so we were talking about that in, in the front room just a minute ago. So. Yeah, Emo- so emotions and beliefs basically sit in the driver category. Everything around you is a trigger for experience. And it could be a positive or negative trigger. And all that means is you'll see something, hear something, say something to yourself or feel something. That's your trigger. Yeah. And then you'll get a driving emotion that yeah. leads into a belief and yeah. then you run a behaviour. Yeah. 
you can have a lot of successful ones that make you feel really good and away yeah. you go and then you get proper limiting ones yeah I mean I say my in the, the thing I do in my talk that all beliefs drive behaviours they do they do all well everything you do has to be based on a belief exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah, so all beliefs drive so, behaviours yeah. and so but the, but it's the, this what I like about this is is identifying the trigger it's the trigger driven behaviour it's a sort of another level deeper than that well, which I sort of like because it's the emotional like bit in the middle triggers yeah. are everywhere so yeah. in my in my world to get rid of all your triggers is going to take me such a long time so the tools that I, I learned from Mr. Stop were we get rid of the driver in the middle and when we re, we don't get rid of it actually we recode it we change it into something else mm. so it's a positive driver yeah. which means you no longer have the old negative responses so you can just change behaviour like literally like you guys do switch yeah. it off switch it off there yeah, and then yeah. 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 okay great well look so we're going to sort of shut up shop now so uh, if you really are interested in finding out more about uh, Vicky uh, Vicky uh, Wendy if you, more about Wendy I'm Vicky now Vicky seriously right, if you well, want to find out more about Vicky's book uh, yeah. then make yeah. sure you go onto Amazon it's called 50 Ways to uh, Change Fif- look, sorry got, 49 like, like, Ways to no, Change no, 50 Ways to Change Wendy Smith 50 ways to change I didn't Wendy. put by yeah. there. so if you want to change Wendy uh, in 50 <laughs> there's a book on how yeah. to do it uh, no so if you go and get it it's 50 Ways to Change and uh, and so oh the point of the book the bit we didn't say so Everybody who buys this book, you're actually contributing to people that can't afford sessions. So PTSD, ex-soldiers, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So the profits from the book, they don't just go into funding Wendy's lifestyle. They do, really. Which is is obviously eating tortilla wraps in the afternoon. It's not just funding my lifestyle. The profits actually go into funding sessions for people that can't afford to have the work done. So it's as simple as that. I just thought, put your money where your mouth is. People can't afford it. I can't find funding for them, so stuff it, fund it yourself. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is a shame because what we do is life changing, and people yeah. would need it. And if they can't afford it, I mean, quite often I do some free. I do so I chuck out some free sessions yeah, and I do to, that. I have to do that for people out. that can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, so that's a really really great reason to go and get the book. The book's full of some really great information. I love it. It's got loads of really positive information in there. Um, it's got loads. It's got a great work bit at the back. So anybody that's new to personal development, you can um, use the workbook to do that. And obviously, any money or profit from the book is helping people get treatments and get and get better. And it's got so, an awesome picture on the back. And it's got an awesome picture on the back. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to. So thank you for for sharing my your story. Pleasure. I know that we thanks for coming along. Really yeah, appreciate that. We had to get a lot of information in in, in that hour. So, um, but I'm sure maybe we can have you back another time. We yeah, can talk we'll do about else. do something else. We'll have a cheese and wine. We'll either. have a cheese and wine evening Perfect. so Jonathan's not invited because you don't like cheese oh, so. I don't like wine <laughs> so I'll cheese ham and vodka I'll have a plate and a glass yeah. of 70 it'll be fine yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant that sounds good I'll enjoy it I look forward to that yeah no, I'm um, sure you will <laughs> you'll also get a stall that just, just goes yeah. really low won't yeah. you and yeah. yeah yeah brilliant yeah. So anyway, so so thank you very much for joining us. Um, so just to let you know that, unfortunately, like I said earlier on about this corona nonsense, um, that the business expo that we were meant to be doing on Wednesday has been cancelled, along with everything else out there. That's why I actually had to. That's why I had to mention and talk about today because it's it's just ridiculous. So what it's what we're going to do instead on Wednesday is have a business expo in the kitchen. They're in my kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're welcome. Yeah, Join you're us on welcome. Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Come round. And cough in our <laughs> in, in, a, in a kitchen. We don't mind. You can cough all over us. I don't care. The amount of pe- my clients who come to me and they go, oh, I was really worried about coming today because I've got a cough. I was worried about you getting it, and I'm like, I would never get, I would never catch it ever in a million years. Like, yeah. you're, you're totally fine. I have to explain this to them. And they look at me like I'm nuts. I know. Yeah. I've never caught anything of anyone in my life. So the offer, the offer is for Wednesday morning. If anyone wants to be a part of a business Facebook Live business expo, to get in contact with Steve. Can get in touch with me? We're all going to take money at the door. Yeah, and yeah. We'll exactly. it here. yeah. That'll fund our cheese and wine night. Exactly. Uh, so um, yeah, so we got, so we have on Monday night this Monday coming. Oh, if yes. you haven't uh, we've seen, we've got our Law of Attraction uh, event where we basically talk about how and why the law of attraction isn't working which is what Jonathan does and I will literally be doing a whole model of how the brain grows develops and how your thoughts and your beliefs and uh, your emotions create your reality and I'll do that in a nice model and explain that and then we'll answer any questions that you might have regarding the law of attraction and how that works that's always been a successful event we normally have 30 or 40 people there I know there's some tickets still left remaining go to Eventbrite and or go to my Facebook page or Jonathan's Facebook page and you can get tickets there Um, other than that we're going to probably hang up now the next edition is the birthday edition I'm going to call it the birthday edition because our 25th episode 
And it's my birthday. And he's going to be 25. Birthday. I'm going to be 25. So, 25 so, years so, old. so that's in two weeks' time. So that'll be the 28th of March. Be sure to tune into that. And, and obviously we won't we'll have uh, maybe have another guest or we'll be talking maybe about more coronavirus I don't know no. or whatever it is but we'll have, we'll have something we'll really interesting we'll, 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 we'll be another yeah. thing yeah. we're going to get so trolled after this yeah, yeah I know uh, so anyway so look thanks ever so much for watching guys thanks for joining us we really really appreciate you joining yeah. in and listening please take the information that we shared with you um, you know take it away go away use it look into further how to develop in yourself don't buy into this this whole nonsense and don't live in fear because you know we really don't want you living in fear we don't want you to uh, make yourself feel what do we want we want I, well, I don't know what i want I've what do got... we want them to do well, what do you want them to do what do we want them to do we want you to go and buy your book be happy <laughs> buy, buy my book be happy. be happy go and have some fun hug your friends hug your family and yeah. think about the awesome future you want to have yeah I've got to find myself a partner first before that happens. So, uh, anyway, we're working on yeah, it. we're working on it. Jonathan is now he's spoken for. John, oh, John's uh, yes. John's found himself a lovely young lady. Yes. So. Not that you're jealous of that at all. No, not, not at all. Just at all. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to sabotage it on Monday night. <laughs> anyway, guys, look, thanks for joining thanks us. For we'll see you next week uh, or in a fortnight's time. We really want to thank you, Wendy, for coming yeah, along. So, thank, thank you, thank you. and Jonathan. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Let the fear go, please. And when he says we want to experience love and happiness, thanks for joining us. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and if you want to f- hit us up, uh, do you want to tell them your website? Have you got a website? Yeah, wendysmith.me.uk. Not that I've got a big ego or anything like that. Email coachwen72 at gmail.com. Great, and right. you can find Jonathan's on. Do you want me to do it? Uh, uh, www.decodingpain.com. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, you can email me at jonathan at decodingpain.com as well. Yeah, also you can get us on inside hyphen afl. Uh-huh. Inside Out Effect yeah. at code.inside Don't email Steve, you can't speak. I can't even speak. No, uh, just email me. Yeah, inside like both of these sense. guys. And uh, no, find me, you can find me on uh, healingthemind.co.uk and you'll find myself and Jonathan on inside outeffectcouk You can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on LinkedIn. You'll find us anywhere, and really. If, We're if, out if, there. If you'd like to join Wendy's and Steve's Wine and Cheese Night, <laughs> you can find them at wendyandsteve.cheese.wine. <laughs> Novirus.co.uk and they'll they'll gladly let you into their secret covenant. Great. Um, Right, okay, with all that nonsense out of the way, we will say thank you again and good night. Take care now. Bye. 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 See you later.